This week on Erotic Awakening, Community. Welcome to Erotic Awakening, an exploration of all things erotic. Every Thursday, your hosts, Dan and Dawn, share with you their experience and insights on kink, power exchange, and erotic life, as well as bring you interviews with exciting people from various lifestyles. Then every Monday, you'll hear from our various guest hosts. These nationally known educators bring a variety of experience to the mics and share with you an ever-increasing diverse world of alternative life. Erotic Awakening is intended for mature audiences. If you are offended by adult topics or prohibited by law, we recommend you stop listening right now. Hi, Dawn. Hi, Dan. Big changes coming to the podcast that I'm still not revealing, but man, is it coming along nicely. We're all about the secrets, huh? Apparently, right now. Um, So this week, uh, we just came back from the old uh, Beat Me in St. Louis. And while we were there, we had a chance to speak with Jason a little bit. And Jason, not only is the producer of that event, he is also a brand new board member of the NCSF. That would be the National National Coalition Coalition. for Sexual Freedom. Freedom, yes. Awesome. We had a great time there, too. We absolutely did. So we're going to talk just real briefly about the... Uh, some reflections of our own on the local community, mm-hmm. and we'll see where that goes. And then we'll uh, we talked had a very nice interview with Jason. And I am actually, and I, I told him after the interview that I I've been kind of on the fence of, about the NCSF lately. And um, after the interview, I was far more reinterested. Ooh, Ooh intervested. Yes, Ooh. I was inter- re-intervested. Not just intervested, but re-intervested nice. into uh, the mission and being uh, excited about what the NCSF does and what they can do. Okay. Uh, and But we'll get into that in just a moment. Before we get there, I have to mention that the greatest tentacle pictures I've ever seen were sent to us by Vlad... No, by Magic Fingers, mm-hmm. who uh, shared Vlad Gensovsky pics. Oh, we'll, yeah. See, I was going to get you to say it because I knew I wouldn't be able to say it. <laughs> that's how I'm going to say it. And and uh, the reason, they're just very stylish, very, um, I, normally the tentacle picks is your thing, but today, mm-hmm. this week, it's my thing because I just, I was so impressed with them. We'll have to put a link to the person's FET profile where he's got all his pictures posted. Nice. It's very stylish sort of tentacle yeah, picks. Yeah, not kind of gooey and ooey like some of them are. It's just very, yeah, maybe a little classy even. So, (laughs) (laughs) modern art hanging in a museum, classy? Maybe, maybe. Okay, all right. So, awesome. So, we've got a couple of little random things here to go through. Did we not? Oh, we do have new subscribers. So, we've got Heya Jude from (laughs) Illinois. Dia from... PNG? PNG, what's that? I have no clue. It wouldn't be Pennsylvania. No, it's not a state. People's Republic of New Guinea. Oh, that could be it. No, not really. That's fuck it. <laughs> Hayak from Austin. And the Kissing Diva from Texas. So I The Kissing Diva and Hayak should probably get together. They're both yeah, in the same state. That would be and track down PNG. I don't know where that's from. So awesome, awesome. And then the only other thing that we've got to talk about, uh, Hayak from uh, Austin recently wrote, he just listened to 100 Ways to Make Your Slave Feel Owned. And that was like a six-part ep- series mm-hmm. that we did. Mm-hmm. In part two, he said, um, we were asking about names a slave could call her master in public. He is a Japanese wife, and she calls him Shisho in public, which is Japanese for master. So I it's really very like sneaky. that. I really Shisho. like that. Shisho. So I like that. I like the way it sounds. I like the way it flows. I like Shisho. 
So awesome. So awesome. thank you very much, everyone, for writing in or for subscribing to the newsletter. Um, I think the primary purpose of the newsletter at this point is that we can announce names and states on the podcast. I like that. I like that. So, <laughs> no. Though I still find it funny. I finally got another newsletter out, and mm-hmm. we still had two unsubscribers. Yes. I put yeah. out one newsletter a month when I get to it. <laughs> and I'm like, hmm, all right, I think I spelled everything correctly. So, But uh, maybe it's a English major, and they just can't handle... <laughs> Could be. My grammar. Could be. No, I do good, I think. And that takes us blasting through the news and new stuff that we had to talk about. Um, so, though, you know, I did, um, I still wanted to mention a little bit about um, our time in St. Louis. I mean, that was actually really neat. We got there a little bit early, mm-hmm. found a couple of um, places where you were able to find your mala beads. I was able to find a new bracelet. Just did some little bit of shopping down in one of the little artsy districts. And that is actually going to be a tie into the beginning of our community topic. Really? Okay. What I did was before we, right before we left, I jumped on the old FetLife. I jumped on the Beat Me in St. Louis message board Mm -hmm. and I said, hey, I'm going to be in St. Louis and I have two passions, hats and mala beads. Right. So is there a hat store in St. Louis and is there a place where I might find some Eastern stuff like mala beads? And the first response was, and I said, you know, is there anything like that near the hotel in mm-hmm. St. Louis? And the first response was saying, well, to protect the community, we're not going to post where the hotel is. And therefore, right. we're not posting the stores that are next to the hotel either. Sounds good. But in general, in St. Louis, and then a bunch of people responded with different St. Louis hat and mala bead stores. Nice. The, the point is, they're not responding to a presenter. They're not responding to a um, podcast host. It was just some guy. Mm-hmm. And the community, people respond and say, hey, here's stuff you can find. It's got nothing to do with them getting their kink on. Right. It's just people helping people. So that's our first well, yeah. aspect of Beat Me in St. Louis, which you were going to talk more about. But- right, right. Well, that's the first aspect. I like the way that ties in because um, the second aspect was that I went onto the list and put a call out as well. So and I put a call out for uh, 12 Steppers because you hit your... 25th clean anniversary while we were on the road, and I actually thought about doing something ahead of time. 25 days without using 25 glue. years. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Amazing progress. But I put that call out out there and actually had, you know, people respond saying, you know, oh my gosh, I want to be part of this. I want to help him celebrate. I want to honor him. You know, I want to, you know, give him a, a, a little, I don't know, but everybody was just so excited about it. So we had a little group of people there Sunday morning in Bat's room, and, um, Helps you celebrate your anniversary. So and, again, and but that's community support that. mm-hmm. because some of them didn't know you. Right. They right. just knew you had hit a milestone and and wanted to be there for you. So it was fabulous. Yeah, and it was, and very much appreciate that. And you're right; it's very nice. Speaking of another, here's another community thing. Right. Mm-hmm. And here's something that happened to beat me in St. Louis, and we'll be careful not to reveal names on this. But in some aspects of our community, the gifting of leather is a big deal. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, yes. And um, the the intent behind it, and you've, there's a couple podcasts on that we've done, uh, one notably with Great Answer on leather, so don't have to re-explore that to any great length, but just to say that in that community, the gifting of leather, or the um, giving leather to someone is an important thing. It's a ritual. It mm-hmm. says you've accomplished something for the community. Mm-hmm. And somebody there was... Um, uh, presented with their master's cap, yes. master's cover. Um, well, someone was presented with a corset as their mm-hmm. third piece of leather, and then, right, someone was presented with their master's cover. Right. And 
you and I got to be part of that, right? Mm-hmm. So, again, this is a call-out, hey, community aspect. Because in this particular style of thing, certain people are required. So the, uh, we were reached out to say, hey, you're part of the community. You're one of these kind of things. Come help us do this. And what I told the person that received their cover, you know, first off, they said the thing that when you receive a cover, when you receive leather, that you always... It's the best thing you can possibly say is to push it away and say, no, no, I don't deserve this. Right. Well, that's one of the indicators that you do deserve this. Right. Um, As long as it's heartfelt. But the other aspect being later the next day, I was telling the person that received their cover, I was like, you know, part of this is a great honor. And part of this is now you're my bitch. Right. And everybody else's in the community. And I told them if I'm ever in St. Louis or any of my slaves are in St. Louis, Mm because that's where this person's from. And they need anything or have a flat tire and need a place to crash, I'm calling you. Mm-hmm. And I expect you to respond. And he said, yeah, I get that. Right? Yep. That's what that is. A but big old target. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. But that's part of that community aspect, right? Mm-hmm. We talk about um, – people talk about the difference between swingers and polyamory people, right? And it's like, well, who are you going to call when you're, you've locked your keys in your car at 3 a.m.? You know, you call your polyamorous lover, maybe not your fuck buddy. Mm-hmm. And some of the swingers are going to write in and say, no, I, I take care of my fuck buddies, actually. But it's that aspect of our community as well. There are some people that just want you to spank them, and that's really that's the completeness of the relationship. Mm-hmm. There's other parts that see this as a significant part of their life, part of their community. Um, you know, they're out there. They're volunteering at events. They're running events. They're doing things that and someday they just suddenly just to benefit the community in general. Oh, I, it's it's awesome. I mean, to me, communities like tribe and it's like family. Every time mm. I go to one of these events, and you know, and I can feel that community hum. You know, it's not just a place of gathering; it's a community hum. There's actually like a vibration to it, and it feels like family, and it feels like tribe, and and it's just it's home. You know, I love that we can participate in all these little pieces. And uh. mm-hmm. oh, I totally agree. And I, and I have to shove. Uh, allow me to shove this part in here really quickly. Because part of the community, Erotic Awakening is sponsored in part by Smitten Kitten. Smitten Kitten is your online resource and personal guide to all things sex-related. They offer over 3,000 unique products and have served the sex-positive community, see, there's that word, Mm -hmm. for over 10 years. From a variety of sex toys to a variety of other sex toys, you'll find it all (laughs) at smittenkittenonline.com. Might I suggest... The books of Mark Michaels and Patricia Johnson. Ooh. You'll get a discount of 20% when you use the code Dan and Dawn. Uh, so, pardon me for shoving that in there in the middle of the flow. Uh, but again, you and I are very fortunate. There's a, a hundred sex toys out there, sex mm-hmm. toy retailers out mm-hmm. there. Uh, and you and I have been approached by a few of them. We have. That we have said, thank you for giving us money. We'd be happy to talk about your stuff. And we've been approached by a few that we've said, that's really not a good fit for us. Now, for us, and this is not right-wrong sort of thing, uh, Adam and Eve is one of those companies that we've decided we don't want to have, you know, we, we had a very brief flirtation with Adam and Eve. Right, right. And it's not that the... the it's not necessarily bad. They're Mm-mm. not bad stores. But, but they're commercial. They're Pleasure not Chest out of Chicago... Uh, Smitten Kitten, those are stores that not only serve the sex-positive community as a retailer, but also mm-hmm. serve, take that step beyond and say, like, so Pleasure Chest, 
uh, run by our good friend Sarah Sloan up in Chicago. They have classes there. They mm-hmm. have presenters that come in. Great, you want to buy a paddle? Why don't you come over and spend a half hour talking to this person about how to use a paddle right, correctly? Right, right. I love it. Yeah, it's a give back to the community. So, fabulous. More communities. Well, someone else that's really great with working with the community is... Erotic Awakening is sponsored in part by Adventures in Sexuality, Central Ohio's kinky fun group. They've got lots and lots going on, which we're getting ready to go through in just a little bit. Find out more at adventuresinsexuality.org. So, because they are, they're they're really a big part of the community around here. Yeah, and and granted, guys, we're plugging these guys because these are commercial. Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple of yeah, and commercial is really not the right word, but they're. They're, they're pay, helping us pay the bills. That's why we're talking about it right now. But they do truly fit into this community conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, things like, and, and you could see that. For example, like you said, we just came from Beat Me at St. Louis, right? Mm-hmm. Just seeing the volunteers that we see year after year. Uh, they're engaged. They're yes. serving. They're taking care of helping the event happen. Because I don't care how good a event producer uh, Barak and Sheba are, or Jason is, or you are, it only happens if you have a fantastic staff of willing oh gosh, volunteers yes. that want to help. Without the volunteers, it does not. Without the staff, without the volunteers, without the passion and the love for the community, it does not happen. You cannot make a commercial event happen without the passion behind what the topic is. So... Oh, anyway, anyway. So I think, but, uh, you know what, we're just going to have to talk about this some more on another day because the Dominance Roundtable that we recently attended, the submissive roundtable oh that you told goodness. me about, the uh, the Monkey Puzzle Club, um, things like that, and their aspect of the community. And do we need a leather community in Columbus? And mm-hmm. um, there's a very secular leather community in Columbus right now that's right. separate from the rest of the kink and even some of the local mast chapters. Mm-hmm. Um, and do we need something more than that's an interesting yeah, we'll question I've had lately. Yeah, we need to sit and contemplate that. So, nice. But we do have a big community here, like you said. But you know. on to other things we do have to run, unfortunately. Um, yeah, I have to go to work, prepare for subs and service for this Saturday, the intensive and all that good stuff. So, uh, quick view of how we see things, but... Uh, Let's get to the actual Jason interview. Now, the good part about this is, again, a lot of information, a lot of stuff. A lot of passion. A lot of passion around NCSF in both directions. And Mm -hmm. we talked to Jason a little bit about this as well. And You talked to Jason. I had laryngitis. You did. You didn't say a (laughs) damn thing. Uh, Hey, we got to play in the quiet dungeon because I had laryngitis. (laughs) I will say real quickly. Before, uh, while you were at the, uh, you had good urgent care because you had laryngitis. And while you were gone... Uh, I, we started a class, so I started a class solo, and I said to people, Dawn would love to be here, but she has, she's ill right now. She has the presenter's disease. <laughs> Can you guess what that is? And people were saying stress and uh, hypertension. I was like, no, 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 no it's no. laryngitis, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't right. stress out, just can't talk. There you go. Let's, so let's find out what Jason has to say about the NCSF. So... Here we are at Beat Me in St. Louis in the beautiful St. Louis area, and I'm sitting with the event promoter, but all-around advocate of the NCSF, Jason. Jason, how are you doing today? Welcome back to the podcast. Well, thank you very You've much, You've fallen man. into the trap of doing it again. <laughs> well, you caught me at the right time. So, during your opening here at Beat Me at St. Louis, you spent a lot of time talking about the NCSF and 
how what you view their importance or lack of importance. Absolutely. So uh, give me the recap of and even why you started off a kink event talking about the NCSF. Well, uh, NCSF is important to anybody in the kink realm because even though we don't understand or, or it's not widely known what they do and how they do it, what they're doing is important to all of us no matter what event, what kink, what um, lifestyle you choose to be in or you have chosen to be in. Uh, they are doing work behind the scenes that makes everything go better for us. And, and even when they're not working hard at the moment, they have done work that is still snowballing for us, uh, like the change of the psychiatric journal, like the uh, incident reporting and helping out with not only our event when people that don't understand what we do try to attack us. Mm -hmm. They're always there waiting. And, you know, in a real a perfect world, we never want to have to use them. But we want them to be there, be prepared, and be ready when we do need them because it will come up and has come up many times. So let's talk about the, and when we say NCSF, it stands for National Coalition Co of Sexual Freedom, correct. So you said something about events. What, how has the NCSF been involved in events that you've been a part of? Well, 2002, before I actually uh, were even a part of the community, um, the Concerned Women of America came to picket our events. And in a matter of hours, we had NCSF on the phone here, talking to the local police, talking to the local reporters, and, uh, and tried to diffuse a lot of it by educating the people to what they think we're doing is not exactly what we're doing and why this shouldn't be, shouldn't be happening. Um, that year, we wound up in Time Magazine. Uh, that year, we were on Jay Leno's monologue that weekend or that night. Uh, there was a lot of things, and it just snowballed. Uh, the outcome was we got new members and a lot of great advertising, <laughs> and they found out what they were picketing wasn't exactly what they thought it was. Right. And one of the things that I found interesting that you talked about was that they're actually the people that are in Washington. A lot of people could stand around and talk about, well, I don't like this, or I do like this, or I'm for this, and I'm against this. But they actually, my understanding is they, they have some understanding of how things actually work in D.C. when it comes to actual litigation and law and all that kind of jazz. Exactly. Uh, we have people that are uh, on the board and, and empowered as being uh, coalition partners that are in contact and they have the ear of people and they know who to talk to and they know what doors to knock on and that's our arm. You know, I, I try to tell people that you know we are the body, we are the movement, but they are our arm and they can reach out and touch the people that need to hear what we're doing, like police departments, like people in D.C., the people that change the laws. Because we can't change them, that's not our job. But we, we educate people to understand that what we're doing isn't that mean, nasty thing they think it is. Like, uh, for instance, you know, a venue that we had an event at, the city council called us a sex convention, and we were in the newspapers for that. Um, Susan Wright and the people of NCSF, uh, they stepped in, they educated, they talked with people, and they diffused the situation. Without their help, we don't know if the situation would have snowballed out of, uh, you know, snowballed and, and, and hurt the event or gave what we do a bad name in the local community. Uh, the local community, because of NCSF, stepped up at a uh, meeting, in a um, surprise meeting, 
with the city council, uh, not surprised, emergency meeting. That's what ah, they call okay. it. There was an emergency meeting about us and only about us. The room was packed, standing room only, and everyone in the gallery and half the people on the council stood up for us and fought against the people that had a problem with it. Hmm. Because they learned what it was about, and they learned it wasn't a sex convention. It was a pansexual convention where we are an umbrella for any kind of people that want to come here. But we just want to educate and then practice and have fun with what we do. I've heard that of the people that come to like a, an event like Beat Me in St. Louis, about 28% of them care about what happens in the community, about the laws and all that kind of stuff. And about 80% just want to have fun. So is there a desire to see those 80% have some kind of understanding of why the NCSF is important? Or do you even agree with those statistics at all? Well, I don't know if I agree with those statistics. I think that, that, that it's maybe 50% that know of NCSF and 50% that want to learn about NCSF. Okay. They don't understand because the most thing I hear from people when I talk to them is I know that it's the National Coalition of Sexual Freedom, but I didn't know I could be a member and I didn't know I could help out uh, and I didn't know I could have a vote and have a say with what's going on. Once a year, NCSF, they have an annual meeting somewhere in the country and what the, the coalition partners, who are the people that uh, take the time to join, they take the time to help support in their local community and make what NCSF does possible with their donations, with their support, um, they get to come together and they can make decisions on policy, on budgets, they can ask the questions that need to be asked, and pretty much mold what NCSF does and what direction they're going. And you can only do that from education. Right. Once you learn what it is. So they work closely, NCSF works closely with their coalition partners. And they disseminate the information. Here's what we're working on. Here's what we've been doing. What do you think about it? How can we change that? And they spend two days doing that exact thing. And then they'll put it all into you know, order. And they'll send it back out to be looked at and make sure it's exactly what we want to do. And the people that show up to do the voting, that do everything they need to do, the coalition partners, they're the ones that, that tell the board of NCS, the people that are actually in the trenches doing the work, what direction and what we want to do. Mm -hmm. Okay, so to, to go back to what you said, you know, there, I, I'm, I think it's a 50-50. Uh, some people understand but don't know what to do, and some people need to learn about what they are because they don't know that there's an advocacy group out there that's fighting for their rights to do what it is that they do in their own home, in, in, in a party situation, in uh, an event situation like we're in right now. Okay. I mean, I, I think a lot of people understand if you're an event producer, if you're involved in the community deeply, why the NCS is, NCSF is important, but I don't know that the average guy that just says, look, I just want to buy a ticket and show up and play in a dungeon and then go home and go back to my normal life. Why should I care? Well, I think it's more important to those people that you mentioned, the second ones, that just want to buy a ticket because without NCSF, without the support of them, without the help of them, there would be no ticket to buy. Mm -hmm. uh, so I think everyone, I don't care if you just come to an event and want to play and buy a t-shirt or whatever, uh, I think it's so important for them to be supporting members to come in and, and, and help any way they can to be knowledgeable. Uh, so when someone they learn that they meet that's brand new, they can pass that information on. The only way we're going to be able to really win this battle is by duplication. 
Okay, I go to the NCSF meeting and I learn something. So I come here and I tell Dan, this is what I've learned, and this is the this is the banner that we carry, and this is the message we need to get out. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't have to stand on doorsteps and knock on doors. You don't have to write letters. You don't have to do all that stuff. But what you have to do is you have to be proactive. You have to empower the people that do want to stand on, on doorsteps and bang on doors, do want to talk to senators, do want to do the legal part. Right. Okay? Because... Just like your car insurance, you never want to have to use it, but you pay into it, you support it, because when you do need it, you want it there. And that's how NCSF works. They're there in an emergency. We never want to have to really use them, have them come to our event to protect our rights. Right. Or go to, a you know, call a police department and educate them on BDSM because a doctor somewhere seen bruises on somebody and reported it. That all fits into the same genre. That's all. That's everything's the same. It's all interconnected. And NCSF is that that those people, myself included. I'm on the board of NCSF. I just been been appointed to the board. Yes. Um, thank you very much. Uh, those are the people that are willing to stand in front of the cameras. That are willing to go to the police departments and educate. And not everybody can do that. I wouldn't want to have to do that all the time. That's what they're for. And. To, to answer your question, the guy that just wants to buy a ticket and just attend the event should be as uh, motivated to help support them so they can continue to enjoy themselves. Why do you think that there's something, and there's some things in the world where people just take a stance and they're very uh, pro or against? For example, if I say Kirk or Picard, People are like, oh, I got my opinion one way or the other. You're not a geeky enough to get that one. No, I, I don't exactly give you for that one. Absolutely. Right? Uh, Mac or droids. I'm a right? Picard guy, by the way. Okay. Well, fuck you. But we'll continue. <laughs> um, so the NCSF recently has had a lot of uh, interactions on the, the FET life. With, and some people are very pro. Some people are very seem well, to be very have a very staunch negative view of the NCSF. Well, let me answer that, okay? Um, here in the, in the not-so-recent past, we've had some issues internally. Uh, I'm not one to go into those because uh, it's really, you know, we're working on that. Every organization has uh, their issues, and they have their, their bumps in the road. And what we want to do is we want to acknowledge that, yeah, something happened. Of course, everybody knows about it. Uh, but what has happened past that... We have taken a stance to be more transparent. We've appointed an ombuds committee to oversee complaints and, and concerns and to get answers. Uh, we've appointed people to, you know, to, to fix the little loopholes that we've run into. Mm -hmm. Okay? Uh, that's being proactive. That's being uh, upfront with everybody. And there's nothing where we can't. We're not going to hide anything. You know, yes, something happened. Yes, we've taken care of it. Yes, we've taken steps to fix it. And it's now where you pick up what's what's going on and you move forward. You have to be proactive because if you dwell in it, you're going to repeat it. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't, you can't, you can't mire in it. You can't. I don't know the word I'm looking for, but you just you can't relive it over and over again. You right. have to fix the hole, fix the problems, and move forward. And here is the chance for us to to come out strong, to rebuild, to make a more powerful organization that can fight for our rights. Okay. Now, years ago, I looked at becoming a board member of the NCSF, or at least the attempt to do so, and it was a lot of work, to be honest. And I said, well, that's too much fucking work. So, personally, 
right? You talk a lot about we and why it's important, but why do you personally, Jason, why are you a board member? I mean, it is a lot of work, and it's a lot of responsibility. It is a lot of work, and what I do, and, and, and most people that have ever met me and come to an event or work with me in an organization understand that I am very passionate about the, the community I'm in. I'm a servant to the community. I don't care what name you hang on anybody, master, top, whatever. I don't care about any of that. I will pick up a table. I will go get you a soda. I will do anything I need to do to support the community and because it's the community that I love. And if I do that, what someone's going to see is they're going to see me doing it, and then they're going to start doing it. And that's mm-hmm. the duplication I, I talked about. Okay? So personally to me, it gives me the freedom to be the person I want to be my strengths are administration, are working with people, talking to people, making things that I feel important to people, uh, helping them understand why it's important to me, and showing them why it should be important to them. Do everyone I, I talk to get on the bandwagon like me and rah-rah? No, they don't. They're the, one do- they're the people that want to buy the tickets and just come and have a good time. Sure. But they have a place as well. We don't have to go out and and pick it or, or, or buy stuff or you know, whatever. We don't do any of that kind of stuff to be a, a community member. We can support NCSF in their fight, you know, with what they're doing in every kind of way, all kinds of ways. You can volunteer your time. You can volunteer your money. You can do all kinds of things. They have a full list of... of um, volunteers and they pick from the volunteers the people that can help and in whatever situation comes up we have a uh, kinky and professional list where we try to pair people up with uh, professionals in whatever realm it would be doctor lawyer whatever uh, that understand what we do and that's another thing that that um, NCSF is NCSF has done is to bring this list to life and and put it out there because a lot of people are afraid of who to come out to. Sure. Coming out is a very, very touchy situation to a lot of people. And um, the kinky and professional uh, people, the list that we have, makes that so much easier, so much nicer for people. So my passion lies in this is a group of people that are out there trying to help the community that I love. And not just my community, but the thousands of communities across the country. Mm-hmm. Okay, I, I've been to a lot of events. I've been to a lot of places. I've met a lot of other event producers like yourself. Okay, and they are all share a common thread. They love the community that they're in, and they want to see the people that are positive to the community grow and make it a better community because we're just one generation. This is going to go on forever. So I want to leave my part of this community better than I found it mm-hmm. so the next person can pick up the banner and keep going and make it even better. So someday, just like with other communities that have dealt with the exact same thing in this country, someday we won't have to worry about someone not understanding us. Right. We won't have to worry about someone pointing at us and calling us names or going to a hotel uh, uh desk and complaining about oh you're having this in your hotel because they don't understand ignorance is what causes that Mm -hmm. and what NCSF what myself what the other people I work with with NCSF our goal is education and getting things to that point where we don't have to be afraid not to say things not to be who we are not to wear what we want to wear not to express ourselves without being pushy to somebody that doesn't necessarily agree with it Mm -hmm. Because I don't do every kink that there is out there, but I'll stand up and fight for someone's right to do that kink 
and NCSF will stand up for the right for people to do the kink they want to kink as long as they're not hurting someone in a bad way or you know doing something that's illegal right you know and of course when you say doing something that's illegal that's a that's a little hot button conversation too sure. because not everything we do is considered legal that's what NCSF is working mm -hmm. on, making that change. So when we get to a situation someday, and you know, I pray it's in my lifetime, but I don't know if it will be, that we're free to be who we are. We can congregate in a hotel and not have, you know, civilians, as you would say, uh, or vanillas. I, I don't really like that term, but you know, the city councils and the and the people that run it look at us and and look down at us mm -hmm. like we're some porn convention. There's nothing wrong with porn conventions. That's their own business. But we're not. Right. You know, we're a kink event, and we just come here, and we practice and play in our little playground for a few days. And we just don't want to be bothered by anybody because we're not hurting anybody mm -hmm. in a general sense, that is. <laughs> All right. Well, one more question for you, if you don't mind. Go ahead. How can, the, uh, my, how can our listeners, average Joes, how can they get involved in the NCSF? Well, what they need to go do is the first thing I would do is I would go to uh, NCS freedom.org uh, they're on FetLife, they're on the web they've got a big, big footprint on the web, they're doing a lot of good stuff there's information you can find out, read their website, then I would go to my local community leaders the people that are throwing the parties, the people that are running the businesses, the people that are are doing the groundwork in your local community and say do we support NCSF? if we don't, how can we? and what you do is you you Put a bug in their ear. Hey, let's let's find out about this NCSF, and let's see what we can do to help them. Because we know that they're there, but they're not in our face with it, and we want to be able to help support them in their mission to make it a better world for us to continue to enjoy what we do. If anybody has any questions or what have you, they're on FetLife. My nick on there is J S I N. Please send me a message. I'll be happy to answer any questions. Uh, they can go to the website and NCS Freedom, ncsfreedom.org, and uh, you probably have a link on your website if you uh, for that. Um, and they can find out for more information on how to get more involved if they want to come to the meetings, if they want to be get a membership, if they want to become a twenty five dollars supporting member uh, with NCSF. You also can become a, a a hundred dollar coalition partner if your organization or group wants to help support in that way they can uh, uh, submit their coalition partner application it's a hundred dollars and they do a fundraiser for NCSF I would really like to see more organizations become proactive in their own communities and duplicate what we're doing here in St. Louis it's not difficult it's just education just like you're doing when you want to go learn how to throw a flogger, just like if you want to go learn how to do whatever it is kink you do at an event, go find out about NCSF. Ask the questions. Be proactive. Don't wait for them to come to you. You find them and say, Jason said I need to find out more information. Now, whoever Jason is, that's <laughs> not their business. No, but they can find me. I'll answer any questions they want to. Please, friend me, uh, whatever you need to do. Okay, very cool. Well, uh, you are in the middle of running this event, so I very much appreciate you taking a little bit of time to talk to us today and educating me more on the NCSF. Uh, I thought I knew what they were about, and your enthusiasm for the group actually has got me back on looking at it. That's wonderful. So uh, I very much appreciate that. And um, and I am going to question whether uh, you said earlier you're not into every kink in the world. That's not what I've heard. So well, we're going to talk a little some, bit about Some of them we have to keep secret. <laughs> Thanks, Jason.